Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Kim Peek. I am a running triathlon and fitness coach who empowers women through movement, specifically as they train and prepare for an endurance race such as a 5K, half marathon, or triathlon. Thank you for joining me today. Now on with the show. Hello, everyone. I am here with Jennifer Dragonette today, and she is an integrative nutrition coach who specializes in helping those who suffer from chronic pain and fatigue, and she helps them find a lifestyle that allows them to take control of their lives and live the life they love, fully charged. I am so excited to have you here today, Jennifer. I am so excited to be here and to start sharing about getting people energized and start living the life they love. Yeah, I think you have a lot of great information. So I'm just going to jump right into the questions and we'll just get started. Sounds perfect. It seems like most people I know who are health coaches or fitness coaches of any sort have some sort of a story or a background, some something that sparked their interest in that topic. Can you give us the short version on how you became an integrative nutrition coach? Uh, the short version is at 13, I started getting diagnoses left and right. Um, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, IBS, asthma, allergies, um, had a hormonal imbalance, all sorts of stuff. And my mom was really into integrative medicine. So we started trying cupping and acupuncture and I still ended up on all the Western medication. Um, long story short, years and years later, I decided to take my health back with nutrition. And when I started researching it, I saw the need and people started coming to me for help with nutrition. And it dawned on me, I shouldn't be an accountant. I should jump the field and uh, I switched over to coaching. Were you really an accountant before? I was not technically an accountant. I've been in accounting, um, like the person that works under the accountant for uh-huh. 16 years. So wow. yeah, I, came from, I came from a cubicle. Great. And that is amazing that you started having these problems at 13 years old. That's a lot for a young kid to have to deal with. But how exciting that you finally were able to get pointed in the direction that helped you learn and then so that you can teach others that food is a great way of healing has a great way of healing people that it does I went from eight medications to one so just by changing my diet that's amazing so tell me a little bit about inflammation what is inflammation and is all inflammation bad so I like to think of inflammation as like our little warriors that live in our body it's It is definitely a fluid that goes. So most inflammation is a protection. So for people that are into fitness, I always think of it as your KT tape because I love KT tape. It protects your body so that let's say you sprained something, you sprained your wrist. It kind of goes in and you see the puffiness and the puffiness acts as your KT tape. It helps stabilize. It helps protect your body from whatever happens. It gives your body the time to heal. So there's two types of inflammation. 
There's the acute, which is what I was just talking about. These are the good, the protectors, mm-hmm. the ones that go and swell and allow your body to heal. It comes on fast and it leaves fast. However, there's this chronic inflammation that is just becoming widespread that they kind of, although they are still protecting you, they're also destroying you. And those things come from things like the foods that you're feeding yourself. Maybe it's your activities you're doing. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's your environment. But they lead to all these really unpleasant symptoms and are actually connected to a lot of diseases and illnesses that, um, again, this is one that sneaks up on you. It, It takes weeks, months, years, and you just become chronically fatigued. It's not... and inflamed and you have all of these things that are going on in your body that are constantly attacking itself and then it starts to attack the good things so how does somebody know that they have chronic inflammation can you give us some examples of the symptoms and what that would show up as in the body so if it's the acute type it could be sudden weight gain. Maybe you worked out really hard and you get on the scale the next day and you're like, holy crap, how did I gain five pounds overnight? That is that you're sore and that's the good inflammation protecting and healing and restoring. But the other things are like bloating, fatigue. You can see it in swelling, joint pain, overall pain in general, brain fog. A lot of digestive issues actually come from inflammation. A spare tire around your belly Um, I mentioned that I have asthma and a runny nose, watery eyes. A lot of allergies and things like that come from it. Rashes, decreased libido and moodiness all come from your body constantly attacking itself. And a lot of autoimmune diseases are also linked to um, things that show up as inflammation because they are inflammation. Right. I think a lot of people who get diagnosed with autoimmune diseases don't really know that unless they've maybe gone down the functional medicine path or have talked to an integrative nutrition coach who understands how food and how, how all that ties together. It's, it's really scary when you start looking into it, like, wow, what have I done to myself? And you know, how, how can I get this back without having to get shoved full and rattled with all the pills that your doctors put you on? Right. So what are some of the most common inflammatory foods? So there's, there's pretty big laundry list and just know that everybody's body is specific. The most common is sugar and processed foods. By Mm -hmm. far, hands down, those are some of the worst inflammatory foods for almost everyone, followed closely by gluten, dairy, soy, corn, fried foods, and some GMOs, and if you're really unfortunate, nightshades are actually pretty common. Okay, so for people who don't know what nightshades are, can you explain that one a little bit? So it's things like tomatoes and eggplants, um, peppers, things like that. They're kind of a deeper in color um, vegetable. So you just have to be, and fruit with the tomato, you just have to be careful with what you're eating and make sure that it's the fuel that's for your body because things that are inflammatory for you might be really anti-inflammatory for me. So a lot of the lists that you see on the internet say, these are common inflammatory foods and you're looking at them like, they're not common for me. 
Whereas the good for you anti-inflammatory foods might come back around and be like, hey, those don't work for me. So it's really important to know your body and your needs. Do you have a way or a suggestion for people to find out what foods are inflammatory for them? It's all about testing. It's all about becoming your own science experiment and um, going through a process of an elimination and a testing phase and then building out a lifestyle at the end Mm -hmm. that kind of makes it so that you're able to live your life without feeling like you're missing out on things. Yeah. And And I know like consequences. Yeah. I know that can be so hard for people to go through that process of eliminating foods and systematically getting rid of things and reintroducing so that you can actually tell what you're reacting to, but it is so worth it once you're on the other side of the process and you start to feel better. Yeah. That's what I spend a lot of time with my clients doing. Awesome. <laughs> Running them through that process. Yeah. Great. Cause that, that's a, I think, uh, hard for people to get a handle on how to do it. And sometimes I think they need extra support just to stick with what they're trying to do long enough to get to the end result and see how it's going to, how it's going to work. So what are some of the foods that you suggest for fighting inflammation? So right now, my current favorite food, because it's in the season, you can get it all over the place is asparagus. I am hooked on asparagus right now. I have an amazing, it's asparagus, peas, um, cashews that have been soaked and basil soup. And that has been my lifesaver during this wonderful, beautiful springtime right now where everything's in bloom because I have suffered with allergies for so long um, that I'm able to kind of keep it under control. So right now my favorite is asparagus, but I'm not going to leave out my avocados, my beets, berries, cinnamon, wild caught fish, ginger, peppermint, turmeric is a great anti-inflammatory um, seasoning you can add to a lot of things. It is a little potent. Thyme is also really good for you. Broccoli, um, just there's garlic. You know, just think about like easy ways to like incorporate things. You can add lemon to your water, and all of a sudden you've created this amazing anti-inflammatory drink. If you can throw in a piece of fresh ginger in there, you're even more likely to start seeing those effects. And that's those a great suggestion. Um, and if you're into supplements, I can't personally recommend them, but you might want to talk to your doctor about adding a really good, um, healthy omega-3. And if you are adding that, I suggest going to um, labdoor.com because they're an independent researched company for supplements because supplements are not regulated and don't actually have to be what's listed on the bottle. Oh, yeah. That's like another whole long, sad story we could talk about another time. Very frustrating. Yes, it is. This episode is sponsored by my coaching company, Power of Run. If this is the year you want to run your first or fastest half marathon, walk or run a 5K, or jump into the world of triathlon, check out my coaching programs at www.crushingmygoals.com slash store. Do you have some easy ways to give up foods that people love that are holding them back do you have any tricks you know you you find out that gluten is bad for you or it you know affects you in a certain way what's the best way to start this new lifestyle 
Well, the best way first is figuring out the actual effects of the food on your body. Cause sometimes that's enough for your why maybe that gluten that you were talking about makes you bloated and miserable. And maybe your sinuses are infected. You have headaches, you have whatever it is. Um, that's the first line of defense is knowing like, Hey, here's this. And this is the reaction to it. But the other one that I like to teach is the crowding out theory. Instead of focusing on, the things you can't have, focus on all those great things that you can have. So you can't have gluten, but that doesn't mean you can't have some sort of other bread that you maybe have made from scratch at home. Maybe it's made out of eggs and cashews and pumpkin and you blend it all together and it makes this amazing loaf. Um, so it's really about shifting your focus and your mindset on it. If I, you know, I heard the other day, this person is like, I'm going to talk to you about bears. There's bears chasing you, all of this. And all of a sudden I'm thinking about bears. I live in Northern California, Mm -hmm. you know, like in the middle of a city, I'm not really worried about bears, but all of a sudden I was thinking about bears. And (laughs) that kind of got me thinking like, okay, well, if you think about the things with gluten that you're giving up, all of a sudden it becomes overcoming and your thoughts become focused on it. And that's a lot of why diets fail is because you have focused on what you can't have instead of focusing on the things you can have, you've become hyper-focused on those foods or tracking or whatever it is, instead of crowding in all those things that you can have. So if you focus on what you can have and you get excited about those things, all of a sudden an apple with some really good quality cinnamon dipped in whatever your favorite nut butter is becomes just as exciting as that cake um, although there might be days, again, <laughs> so there may be days that you're like, okay, I know what my reactions are going to be tomorrow and maybe for the next 72 hours because that's how long symptoms can show up. Mm-hmm. You might say, I'm willing to sacrifice today, but the best thing is to be able to add so many new things in that you're excited about that you don't have room for those things that don't work for your body. And I really love this idea, especially this time of year, because I feel like there's so many great fruits and vegetables that come out of the garden and that you just have so much access to this time of year that it makes it easier, you know, to fill your plate with the foods that are good for you. That it does. The winter becomes a little bit harder, but there are still things to be excited about. (laughs) So talk to me a little bit about people and their relationships that they have with food and how that holds them back from success. So your relationship with food started from when you could consciously make a decision to put food in your mouth on your own. So you're deciding what you're picking. Somebody's not picking those items for you. Depending on what that relationship looked like, maybe there was the scarcity part where you didn't have enough food and you were trying to shovel it in as fast as you can because maybe you were fighting with a bunch of siblings and you're like, oh, I get more. So you're, you're trying to eat fast. Or maybe it's something that you were always eating alone because your parents worked different shifts or whatever it was. You've developed a relationship with food of whether it was something that was comforting, whether it was something you didn't get enough of, maybe you just had, you know, this overall, like, all I want to eat, I've become a vegetarian, aka pastatarian, which is what mm-hmm. I did. I thought that was healthy. 
So I have this unhealthy relationship personally that I've had to work on over the years with macaroni and cheese because who doesn't love that non-real colored food? (laughs) Yeah. But so you kind of have to start thinking about like where those addictions and things come from and understand that some of it isn't your fault. These foods have chemicals and things in them that are bred to make us addicted to them. Right. if you, it's a kind of goes back to the crowding out theory. If you hyper focus on the things you can't have, your relationship becomes kind of negative. It's kind of like a, you become self sabotaging, and you really just need to bring that focus back and understand like, why do I want this? Am I truly hungry? What is my relationship with food? I, do I know I can get enough of it? Did I have a relationship with food in the past where I could, didn't have enough food? So now maybe I overbuy and overeat because I'm afraid that that next meal won't be there subconsciously. So it's important to understand and kind of get a hold of like the mindset side of the food and your interactions with why you're making the decisions you do. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never really thought about it from that perspective before as far as going all the way back into the reasons why you like certain foods or why you eat a certain way. I actually was walking the dogs right before we got on and was listening to a podcast where they were talking about something, something very similar with just how in their family, they always had dessert and they went to somebody else's house and, Oh, you don't have dessert here. Oh, you don't mean you don't eat an after school snack. And that was all foreign. And it really hadn't occurred to me until, you know, we just started talking that so many of those things are just habits or ideas that you hold on to for, from childhood. Yeah. So it becomes a relationship, you know, it's like kind of just like any relationship you have. If you don't like keep it fresh, it kind of just becomes a routine or habit. And yeah, you kind of have to get to the root of it. Sometimes, sometimes it takes a little soul-seeking. It's not just, you know, hey, I can change my diet. I can go on a diet. That's why diets don't work because you haven't really gotten to the root cause of why you have these interactions with food or how the food reacts with your body. And is that something that you work with people to, when you work with your clients, do you help them explore that as part of what you do? Yes. It's, it's very important to know your foundation. Everything is about the why and the how to get there. Because if you don't, I mean, either that or you're putting a bandaid on a severed leg. If you don't actually treat the whole or understand the whole aspect of what's going on with your body and your mind, you can have these pieces. You might have the perfect nutrition and everything, but if you don't get to the root causes of why these cha- these things are happening, it really throws you completely out of balance. All makes perfect sense to me. So I know you have a free gift for the audience and I want to talk about that in a second, but did, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think would be important for the audience to know? Not really. Just the only thing that I just want to keep saying is make sure that you find what's right for your specific body. If you're one of these chronic dieters, that can lead to inflammation because your body just gets all of these foreign foods or maybe you've overdone on something and not another thing. So your body starts recognizing too much of something as something it needs to attack also. So it's really important to just 
understand how it works for your body. And if you don't understand completely, there's tons of stuff on Google. There's tons of coaches out there and we're all here to like help you feel better. And that's like, we over most coaches, like you said, overcame some sort of health issue before they became a coach. And it's just, it's so important to understand your body and your needs and don't think just because an avocado is good for me and I love it and I'm all about the healthy fats and real foods. Don't think that that is going to be something that's great for you. So it's, it's just important to know what your body needs. Yep. Makes great sense to me. So tell us a little bit about how people can find you and what they do, how, what you do, what you can do for them, how they can work with you. So I can be found at jdragonette.com. That's J-D-R-A-G-O-N-E-T-T-E.com. Um, I have an amazing guide for you. So just add backslash Kim um, to that web address. And it's the guide. It's the guide to the good, the bad, the crowding out and mindful eating and some recipes to get you started to start getting you out of some of this chronic inflammation and start working towards a more energized, healthy life. Um, I work with clients in different ways. I have one-on-one sessions and I also have these online programs, which is called the science of one discovery. And that's where I really work with you um, with a group in my group coaching, where you get to go through an eight week week in-depth process to find out about your relationships, to find out about how to mindfully add eating in, how to kind of tie all of this together while the core concept is going through that elimination, finding out and testing the foods that don't work for you, and then building out a lifestyle that's actually livable so that you can get out there and be that, you know, mom at the park that's running around with your two or four-legged kids and everyone else at the park's like, where did she get all her energy? Because that's <laughs> my goal for everyone. So that's where you can it. find me. <laughs> I think the guide sounds awesome. It sounds like a great way for people to get some good ideas and some new recipes to try. And I think what you're doing just sounds so beneficial. So I would encourage anybody who's out there listening, if you just are not feeling yourself, if you don't know where to go and you think that food, even if you don't think that food is the answer, talking to Jennifer is a good place to start to figure out just to get to the root of what's going on with your body. Yeah, it's, it's really important. <laughs> well, I look forward you. to talking to everyone. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here and spending some time with my listeners, my people who follow the F- power of run on Instagram and Facebook and whoever else has found us. Just thank you so much for spending your time with us and sharing your knowledge. Thank you for having me. I am, I'm excited that, you know, I'm able to share this journey and able to share this new process with people so that, you know, we can stop being stuck. All right. Well, we will catch you soon. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm coach Kim Peak of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com. Dot com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. 
as a new podcast your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.